Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Sports Coach Sportscast. I'm your host, Nate Cross, along with my co-host, David Nimitz. Um, Ben's not here again. Um, he's he's got a golf meet, so that does take priority. We're not gonna we're not gonna doubt that. But we got a very fun, interesting week to go over. Um, first, let's start with Calvert Hall Sports, though. Um, we have pulling up the scoreboard right now, trying to figure out the schedule. So this week, some results from this week. Junior varsity golf lost fourteen to seven versus Gilman. Um, I don't think Ben was too pleased with that one, but it's whatever. I don't think he played yesterday. That was on Monday. Uh, JV lacrosse won nine to five at home versus Mount St. Joe, and fresh off baseball lost. At home versus McDonough, twenty-one to eleven. So, I mean, let's hope for a bounce-back game for fresh off baseball. Yeah, sorry, um, Coach Douche. And let's see, let's see. I mean, <laughs> and then last week on Saturday, George, uh, varsity baseball beat Georgetown Prep ten to six at home, and lacrosse lost twelve to eleven at home versus Malvern Prep. Now this week, today's Tuesday, March 28th, last few days of March, about to go slide right into April, right into spring break, and we have Tuesday, Junior Varsity Golf at home versus Spalding. I don't know what our home turf is for golf, um, but I know Ben's playing right now, so shout out to Ben. Let's hope he does well. Um, then we have Fresh Off Baseball at St. Paul's. Also, we have Varsity Golf. Versus MSJ at home. I, again, I don't know where our home turf is. And then we have Varsity Baseball on Wednesday, March 29th at Gilman. Also on Wednesday, we have JV Rugby at MSJ. One of their four games. They, rugby only has four total games. Jeez. Uh, Junior Varsity Baseball at home versus Gilman. JV Golf. Oh, wait, sorry. This is Thursday now. Thursday starts JV Golf. Um, at Spalding again, continuation of their matchup. Um, then Thursday, uh, we have Junior Varsity Tennis at home versus Boys Latin. Junior Varsity Lacrosse at home versus St. Mary's. Varsity Tennis at Boys Latin. Fresh Soft Baseball again at home versus Spalding. That's going to be a tough matchup. Do they have a Fresh Soft team? Spalding? Yeah, I think they do, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I think we played them. We did play them. Um, and then Friday, March 31st, we have Varsity, Varsity Baseball at home versus Bishop McNamara. And we have Varsity Lacrosse at St. Mary's. Then Saturday, we have track meets all throughout Saturday. Every every step, you know, Varsity and Junior Varsity. And then we have... Fresh off baseball on Saturday at St. John's. And like we said last week, that's a bit of a hike. And then JV baseball plays at Spalding on Saturday. So it's real tough for them. They think they get their day off. Psych. Yep. They got to play a game on Saturday. Um, so that's pretty much it for Calvert Hall. Calvert Hall's upcoming sports. And now let's move on to Dave's rant. Essentially. So, what's up with the Ravens right now? Uh, we just signed Nelson Aguilar. What do you mean? 
Isn't that so that's the only news, right? So you guys needed a receiver, right? Yeah. You looked at all the receivers on the market, and you go, let's sign Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. Um, not sure. Yeah. I mean, he's a receiver. That's his position. He's a receiver. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then on to the bigger news about Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, I guess it was surprising. I don't really – not really sure what to say. I mean – he just came out yesterday and basically said he demanded a trade almost a month ago now at this point. And it seems like he wants out of Baltimore is what I'm getting – is what most fans seem to be getting from this. But I I don't know. I think he really just wants – So Lamar isn't happy with his current contract, as we've known. Like right, this is, obviously. It's not this new has been news. known. But even now, after a month later, after requesting a trade, his needs still apparently aren't being met. Which is a bit surprising. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I mean, what what are your what are your plans? What do you think your plans are? What would you do if you were Eric DaCosta right now? I mean, at this point, it seems like the Ravens are not like. There's just no way they pay Lamar the money, the amount of money that he wants. That he wants is what I'm getting from this at this point. Um, but the only problem here is I don't think anybody has any idea what his trade value like Lamar's trade value really is like I think the ideal scenario would be three first round picks but I don't think that's going to happen because the Ravens are kind of forced to trade Lamar so I think the only way there's a possibility for three first round picks is if teams were to get into a bidding war which I don't think is going to happen because I don't think too many other teams are going to be willing to pay Lamar the insane amount of money that he wants so my guess would be like two firsts and maybe like a third or like a player or something maybe. And you think like a first round swap for this year would be one of those firsts? No. No? I think it would just, just be two straight up firsts. And you get to keep your pick. Yes. Like it would be a pick from this year most likely. And would, it be, get... would it be, you think we're talking top 15? Top 15 pick? I mean, that seems to be the only need with a quarterback is top 15. Yes, but then that will also cause, like, my guess would be, like, a top 15 pick this year, their pick next year, and then maybe, like, a second or a third. And, like, a young player that maybe the Ravens are interested in. Overall, it's just not a good situation. No, it's not a good situation for the Ravens. Honestly, I don't even think it's a good situation for Lamar. I don't know, like, what he's really doing, to be honest. His mom's his manager. That's clearly just turned seemed to like that's clearly stupid is what we're getting now like like it's just being an idiot <laughs> I don't really know what to say about that but uh, it's a tough situation we've never really seen like this something like this before really we haven't I mean the Ravens or like the league a player of this significance I feel like we've seen this in the league or the Ravens I mean, the Ravens, but also in the league. Like, please don't tell me about Le'Veon Bell. There were Aaron Rodgers. I think it's different. It's happened a few times. What about Brady? This is a 26-year-old quarterback in the middle of his prime. I think it's different. What about Mike Vick? No, well, he was out of the league for another reason, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess at, at this position, That's I would say I'm pro- probably, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's interesting. At this point, I don't know. I don't have 
you know, I know a lot of Ravens people and fans are mad at Lamar are now turning their back on him and, you know, saying, you know, talking about his shortcomings and stuff or whatever. But, you know, Lamar's still a great quarterback. Obviously, I'd love for the Ravens to keep him. But at this point, it seems like a trade is going to happen regardless of whether, you know, Ravens fans like it or not. So I'm just hoping the return is good enough for Lamar Jackson, really. I don't know. I will be excited about the return just because it is interesting and fun to kind of have a bunch of, like, capital. Capital. And the Ravens do like to acquire draft capital, so we'll yeah. see. Um, I mean, we'll see. The Ravens, not a great situation, obviously. No. And moving on to, like, the front office and kind of just the play-by-play stuff, number zero has been approved for um, players to wear, which is interesting. I don't know how Dave feels about that. I do not like it. I don't really care. As long as double zero doesn't get approved, we're chilling. Double zero is ridiculous. I can accept zero, but... I feel like with the yeah. scrunched up jerseys, like a lot of people have scrunched up jerseys, it's going to mm-hmm. make number eight and number zero confusing a lot of the time, um, which is my only issue with it. But besides that, I don't really care what players wear. Number zero looks sick. Christian Gonzalez is probably going to be number zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. And now Calvin Ridley is number yeah, zero. Yeah, Calvin Ridley is the first player. He immediately goes, I'm number zero. So. I wonder if that's fav- his favorite number on the in the, he's the, first in the casino. Definitely not. Definitely not. Oh, you mean like on the roulette table? Yeah. 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 Probably a red zero, I think, would be his, would be his number. Um, but here are some one interesting thing that was not removed or that was not added to the rules was the proposal to make roughing the passers reviewable. Um, I think this is purely a like game speed type decision. They don't yes. want to slow the game down with these roughing the passers. But these the same would take a while, yeah. At the same time it's getting ridiculous with roughing the passers. Yeah. I feel like over fifty percent of the time they're roughing the passer the call roughing the passer calls are just wrong and i think they need to take away the like like the driving at the end of the thing you know like driving your body weight into them as uh-huh. you're bringing them down yeah like what else are you supposed to do i guess like you see these quarterbacks who are elusive and or who are just big and even when they're close to the ground they might not be going fully down right and maybe it's leading to more broken sacks and let in worse defense which I think is not good for the league. Agreed. Um, we don't want to do like the NBA thing, just getting softer and softer with some of these fouls. Like, I mean, some of these texts here for the NBA have been almost like unfathom, fathomably bad. And did you speaking of like uh, texts and ejections? Did you see JT Ramutos? Ramuto's ejection. I did see it. He just dropped the hand, said, "You're gone. Get out of here, buddy." I some every time I watch it, I think it's more intentional. The first time I watched it, I thought it was like a joke. Like I thought he was like joking. Like even so, did he deserve to be ejected? Well, it would have been funny. Like right. if like you know, obviously Ramuto didn't realize that 
he you know moved his glove away and then if he like i thought he was like fake ejecting him which would have been kind of funny but no he's like dead serious i'll just take this stuff in a spring training game like what is what is going on right i mean they're just they're just out of their mind yeah that was hold on we have a new report that spotify is corrupt cool (laughs) whatever that means um you hear Hendon Hooker apparently shooting up draft boards and could be taken as early as number five in the draft. What? How we feeling, Dave? What if you're Raven straight up to five? Hendon Hooker's twenty five years old. And pick pick up Hendon Hooker. He's one year younger than Lamar Jackson. I will lose my mind. He won't go like he just won't go that high. You I never know, Dave. You never know. Okay. Okay. Um, Please no. Please. How we feel about the NBA playoffs? The play-in's coming up. Yay. <laughs> how we feel about the playoffs? As a Wizards fan, you won't be seeing much much action. Yeah, shout out Bradley Beal. I think Jokic solidified himself. For getting, himself. like, fined or whatever. He's under police investigation. That's pretty what? sick. For shout what? Out. For... For... <laughs> All right, if it's bad, don't say it. NBA players are such so stupid. Uh, this is you know this this is a uh, Bradley Beal, Wizards' finest, or Washington's finest, uh, under police investigation for battery after he was involved in a confrontation with some hecklers following the game last week. Beal allegedly knocked the fan's hat off after a fan yelled, and then you know fan you know shouted some profanities at him. Really? I, yeah. So Bradley Beal. I think it's just, it was a soft thing, probably. They just want some money. Like the Dylan Brooks, the Dylan Brooks altercation. I guess. When he pushed, when he pushed the camera guy, or whatever. Alright. Do you see that? I did see that. Um. (laughs) Hmm. Now we're kind of at a, like a, what's going on? What's going on? We got the weirdest Final Four ever. Yeah, it's uh, this is, this was like the first tournament ever that there wasn't a one seed in the Elite Eight, so that was pretty nuts. Apparently, it's the first Final Four where there's not a McDonald's All-American I on did either of the four teams, which That's is interesting. You know, if Jameer Young was on the Final Four, if he was in the Final Four, they'd have a, they'd yeah, have a, of course, they'd have a McDonald's All-American in yeah. my heart, at least. Right, obviously, Jameer Young just decided to come back for his fifth season. So that will be very important for Maryland basketball's success next year as they try to make the Final Four. Is like Dante Scott coming back for his eighth year I mean, as a Terp? No, probably, or probably not. But Hakeem Hart uh, entered the transfer portal and declared for the NBA draft. So he how, can, how can that be? How can you, one declare for the draft and enter the transfer portal? So you can declare for the draft – there's just a certain time to when you have to make the decision to stay in the draft or go and or so he's going to check out his uh his, his gonna, stock yeah and, and he's probably going to come back and transfer for his last year of eligibility um yeah but then in the final four we have FAU and San Diego State on one side and we have Miami what's up what's up FAU what's up and UConn on the other side personally whoever wins. For me, whoever wins this Miami-UConn game is going to steamroll 
whoever they play in the finals. Why are you disrespecting FAU like that? Because you know they're going to win, and I they're going to be in the championship. No. I don't know. But UConn's been hot. Who are you picking? Over what? To win it? Both games and then the championship. Picking UConn to beat Miami and picking San Diego State to beat FAU. And then I'm beating, I'm predicting UConn smokes San Diego State in the championship. Here's my prediction I got FAU. Okay. Then I got Miami. Then I have FAU in a Florida matchup hammering Miami by like 20 points. FAU is your national championship. Okay. Winning team. Speaking of uh, basketball, uh, Maryland, Maryland, Maryland's women's basketball just lost in the final four. You pretty, pretty upset about that, Dave? It was the elite eight. Elite eight. Are you pretty upset about that, Dave? Um, I didn't watch the game last night. I did want to watch at least one game because I think I did last year. Uh, Maryland women's team are they're always better than the men's team is like. So, yeah, it was. I but I mean that the team they played South Carolina was undefeated, so it's like yeah. Maryland was a two seed though, so shout out Maryland. Yep, shout out Maryland. Also, shout out Caitlin Clark. No. Why? Um. She put up 41 in a triple-double. She's triple just double. annoying. Like, she put up 41 points in a triple-double. If mean, that was Jokic, you'd be you'd be jumping jumping off the walls, Dave. No, it's different. I just don't like Caitlin Clark. It's Why? Not what like, did she do? I, she's good. She's just annoying. She's a three-time USA gold medalist. And she's still in college. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. What's your beef with Caitlin Clark? I have no beef with Clayton, Caitlin Clark. I just don't like her. I mean, she always kills the Terps. I'm really not sure what to tell you right now. She's a three-time, she's a three-time USA gold medalist. Is Jameer Young? Like, what is this? Like, what's is, going is Jameer on? Young? Is Zion Williamson? If we're going off best college players, who, who cares? Um, I mean, okay, like, who cares? So, by my logic, Caitlin Clark is better than Zion Williamson. I'm taking Clayton Clark in a one-on-one. Who cares about gold medals? Like, what are, what are we talking about? I do. Okay. Coach K does. I mean, if you want to keep hating on Caitlin Clark, that's fine. I just see where your priorities lie, Dave. And that's and that's okay. That's okay. okay. Um, but, yeah. Whatever. We're going to get on to some, like... I don't know, Dave. What do you, what do you see... Who who's your favorite prospect for the Ravens to take in the draft? With all the knowledge that you've accrued in this past two months, including all the drama. Like what do you even mean? Like if they like if at their spot right now. Um I want the Ravens to draft a corner. Even with Lamar being gone. Yes. So who's our your starting quarterback? Tyler Huntley at the moment. I'm not who am I getting at twenty two? What quarterback am I getting? Stenson Bennett. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, um, Tanner McGee? No, he'll be gone by then. He's too good. He's really good. Um, but I'd prefer if they draft a corner. They don't really have anybody besides Marlon Humphrey. Did they release Marcus Peters? 
Yeah, Marcus Peters is a free agent. We'll see what happens with him. Um, and then, you know, there's right. a lot of inexperience. We have a couple second-year corners, or about to be second-year corners, in uh, Jalen Armour Davis and... What's up, 21 PFF grade? Yeah, that's him. And then Demarion Williams with his, like, I think he was actually better. Oh, and Daryl Worley. I forgot about my goat, Daryl Worley, who's like a 250-pound corner. Did you say Geno Stone? Geno Stone's a safety, so that's just not the same thing. Um, but I'd prefer if they draft a corner, particularly any of the top four corners. So that would be, I mean, Christian Gonzalez won't be there. Devin Witherspoon won't be there. Joey Porter Jr. most likely won't be there. And there's a possibility Deontay Banks isn't there either. But if any Cam of those Smith? guys are available, no. Cam Smith is his dog. No, no Cam Smith, no Emmanuel Forbes. Emmanuel Forbes weighs the same as me. But Ringo. <laughs> What you got a? I love Ringo. You got a problem with Kelly Ringo? Kiwi, Kelly. Kelly Ringo. Uh, uh whoa. What? Same. Uh, at the same time. Anyway, Dave, you're going corner, and what if there's no corner? Is the real question. Probably receiver. Tank Dell. No. Why not? Because I'd rather just get anybody else, like. I'm assuming most of the receivers are going to be there, too. So, like, Zay Flowers would be cool. Josh Downs. Yeah, I guess. Jalen Hyatt. No. Please, no. <laughs> what do you, he's the number one receiver in all football. True. Can't argue with facts there. But Addison. Jordan Addison. Quentin Johnston. Jackson Smith Najiba. He won't be there, I don't think. But, yeah, all those guys. What about Rakeem Jarrett? Right, Rakeem Jarrett and Dante Demas will be available at pick 22. I don't know how Dante Demas is even projected to go in any round in the draft. He was a projected first-round pick coming into the season. No, he wasn't. No, before, he wasn't. Before he hurt himself, yeah, he was. There's no way he was a projected first-round pick. He was. I refuse to believe that. Let's see. Way too <laughs> early. 20, 23... NFL, you gotta be kidding me. Alright. This is Bleacher Report. Is this 2023? Yeah, okay. Please. Oh my god, Tyler Van Dyke. Tyler, Tyler Van Dyke at five. Please tell me Dante Demas is on this. That would be so thrilling. Nope. Actually, no. But yeah, he's on one of these. He's on just one. I'm sure he is. Just one. Um, do you see the Nets? They're shutting down Ben Simmons for the I didn't rest see of the that. year. How many games has he played? Like three? Probably like half the season, right? Here it is. Bang. Wow. Dante Demas to the Tennessee Titans, eighteenth overall. Oh. Demas missed much of last season with a knee injury, but should reestablish his draft stock with a healthy season. Did he? He averaged over a hundred yards per game last season and has the size to be a major red zone threat. Tennessee took Traylon Burks last year in the first round, but could need but needs more help at the wideout position. But Isaiah Wilson. What up, Broderick Jones? That's the real. Broderick Jones is going to be the best. He's going to be the best player in the draft. Yeah, of course, right? Can't go wrong with the Georgia tackle that gets drafted by the my my Titans. Your Titans. Yeah. 
Um, do you see any world where Anthony Richardson goes 1-1? One, one? Uh, no. You don't think the Panthers are high on Anthony Richardson at all? I just don't. I wouldn't get that if I was the Panthers. I wouldn't trade that much to move up to one when I feel like you could have traded up to like three or four instead because you could still leapfrog the Colts but you could have traded with the Cardinals at three because then but I guess the Bears still would have traded down so I guess there's that problem or dilemma but still if it seems like they're really in on Stroud it seems like they're in on Stroud which would be quite a travesty to take him 1-1, but that's just my opinion. Um, now, let's do something here, Dave. Let's do a draft. So we haven't done one of those in a while. Okay. Okay, we're going starting six, starting five with a six-man. Okay. 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 Um, with all rookies. For this year, for the NBA. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm. I'm probably gonna do this blind. All right. You're gonna do this blind. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. So, Dave, I'll give you first pick. Okay. Dave is thinking very heavily. Oh, I'm just. I can go right now. Yeah. You're just giving me a first pick. Yeah. Oh. Um. My first pick. He's gonna lock down my three spot in the forward. Out of Duke, we're going to take Paulo Bancaro. I know he's shooting like 20% from three. Wow. But he's the best player in this class. Um, Debatable. The, well, I did not think he was the best player in the class. Last year, I would have told you it was Jabari Smith Jr., and I've been proven to be wrong at the moment. So, you know. Well, so that sure is down your three. Now, this might, this might be... Um this might be a, a stretch here at two, but give me Benedict Matherin at two to run the, to run my shooting guard. I mean, that just doesn't even make sense. Okay. Why? Because he's just not. Okay. You got a problem? Yes. Why? Okay. I'm really confused. I'm just saying he's not the best. Um, he's not one of the best rookies right now. He's he, Your Pacers bias is coming in heavy right now. I don't think that's fair. Okay. All right. It's, it's back to you. Oh, it is. I got a du- I got a double. Mhm. Um. Hmm. This one's real tough. Well, hold on. Can I run Benny at point guard? I mean, I don't think he can play point guard, but sure. Can I run this guy at point guard? don't know who it is. You're going to have to say his name. No, I, I can't. Um, so give me a big man. Big man down low. Give me Walker Kessler. Didn't you not know who he was like a couple of days at, ago at when center. I tried to mention who he was? 2K got me right. Okay. 7-1, lockdown. Lockdown, okay? Yeah, agreed. Walker Kessler, uh, great big man. Uh, he can shoot the three a little bit and is pretty good on the interior. I think you... Might have led the country in blocks in, at Auburn last year. Um, all right, so with my picks, I'm going to take uh, two guards. We're going to play one at the one and one at the two. They can both kind of handle the ball. Uh, give me Jay Nivey out of Purdue. 
L picked. And give me Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara to short my guard spots. They're both uh, – Jalen Williams has been probably one of the best, uh, most surprising rookies so far. He's been able to score and then also rebound and uh, pass the ball at a really high rate. And then Jaden Ivey is an electric guard, uh, can score in bunches, while also, um, you know, creating some highlight plays with his vertical ability. Really? Yep. Really? I think you're forgetting a forgetting a big player here. I'm not. You, you don't think so? Yeah. Well, what do I have? I have my one and my two locked. Or my one and, or my two and my five locked down. It'd okay. be Keegan Murray here at the three, the three spot. That's fine. Um, do I know any point guards? Going blind, do I know any rookie point guards? This seems. I feel like I'm forgetting, forgetting a big one. I feel like. Why Am I, Dave? No. No. It's pretty much. Why don't you take your boy? I love this guy personally. Well, it's not your boy, but he's on the Pacers as well. Is he Canadian? Yes. You know, I gotta stay true to the Zags, to Zag Nation. Give me uh, Andrew Nembard. Yeah. At at the one. I feel like he's very solidly underrated. Agreed. He scores a lot. I love Andrew Nembhard. He's a six-five guard. Can pass. He can shoot, and he can defend. He can do everything. Three and D. Yeah. Agreed. D- Dave. It's you, right? No, I got. I went Keegan Murray, and then. Ooh. And then Andrew Nembhard. All right. This is tough. All right. You got to sure up what you're for. I four and my five. All right. So for my five, I know who I'm gonna take. So another uh, another piston, out of Memphis. Oh man. Jalen Duran. Uh, kind of he's a high energy big. He catches a lot of lobs. Plays great defense. Can't really step outside and shoot it yet, but um, he's been a great player. He's gonna be a double double threat. You know, for the next you know however many years, he's a great player. Um, and then in my power forward spot, it's tough. I'm between two guys. One guy would be more biased for me personally, but I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna go with a different guy. A guy uh, doesn't provide me a lot of shooting. And Jeremy Sohan out of Baylor. You know, some people like to compare him to Dennis Rodman because he changes his hair a lot. But Jeremy Sohan, while he can't step out and shoot, he's a great defender that can defend basically the one through five. Um, so he's been really versatile on that end of the court, and then he can also he can also pass at his six nine. I think he's six nine. Yeah, he can't shoot though to save his life. So that's my starting five. Nate Cross needs a bench player here. I need a bench player. I thought we said we're I don't doing have my six. four. Oh, okay. I do not have my four, and this is really tough because I don't. I'm not really seeing any fours that I particularly like. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. There's like, okay. Clearly the best player left is a four. Dude, what are you, t- I can't find any. I might just be bad at drafting. Okay. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Uh, That's unfortunate. 2022, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going, what does his name start with? Because I can't find him. I'm not telling you that. No, I can't mess this up. It's too late. Is- 
What? <laughs> Who is that? Hold on. He's not. That guy's not real. The first guy you just said is not real. Who? Uh, okay. Okay. We're gonna go with Nikola. Nikola Jovic. Yep. <laughs> okay. What? That mess up? Oh, uh, Nikola Jovic hasn't played too much. He's been in the G League, but he's actually, I like him a lot. Six ten forward out of. He played. Where did he play in the Euro League last year? Isaiah Mobley simply wasn't in this draft. Yeah, it was. Or it have, maybe Isaiah Mobley. No, stop! Please stop. Isaiah Mobley. Please stop. What? We might have to cut this whole episode. Why? Isaiah Mobley. It's been bad. Dave, you haven't brought the energy today. Okay. You haven't, you haven't brought you haven't brought that energy. Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith is a four. Oh, okay. Jabari Smith. There you go. Thank Jabari God. Smith is my. With my, <laughs> with my five, and then I got my second pick. I got my bench Thank player. Goodness. Thank goodness. Man, that took a long time. <laughs> I completely slipped my mind. He's been heating up lately. He's been heating up. I don't really know who. God, this is messed up. I, I don't know why this one said Mobley was. I swear Mobley was 21. He might have been. I'm really confused. But um, let's see. Who, who do we have left is the real... I'm between two players right now. Are you between Shade on Sharp? And somebody else, yeah. AJ Griffin? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. No, you weren't. I'm so serious. You're lying. I just guessed that. Are you between your favorite player ever? You, you got to draft AJ Green. Ah, the you white get, guy out of northern Iowa. You got to draft AJ Green. No, I can't do that. Give me a. Give me AJ Griffin. Okay. From Atlanta. All right, I'll take Shaden Sharp. He did not play his. He never played at Kentucky, so he never had a college season. But uh, great athlete, competed Wait, in dunk contest. Can we consider James Wiseman a rookie? No. Why? Because he's been in the league for like three years. But I don't think he's played a full year. That doesn't. That's not how that works. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Ben Simmons. That's not how that works. He still played. But, like, Ben Simmons still played. Okay. Ben Simmons won Rookie of the Year, and he played, like... Stop it. Stop Like, it. 40 career games before that. Stop it. Are we joking right now? James Wiseman has been in the league <laughs> for three years. It's so different. was Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons was in, was in the league for, like, three years before he won Rookie of the Year. Right. Maybe the darkness is making me, making you a little bit crazier right now, but we're not doing this. James Wiseman. Thug. He's a not rookie. That guy. No, he's not. He was in the G League last year. Oh, my goodness. Was he not in the G League? That's, oh, my God. Was he not in the G League, Dave? He's already he's already played. Oh, no. We're not doing this. He does not count as a rookie. Why? I don't know. I can't think now. Why can't he? Why can't? Why does he not? It's too dark. Why does he not count as a rookie? Because, it, like, what? What is? What is a rookie to you then? Just a guy? Like, I'm sorry, but he's already he's been in the league for this is his so third is year. So is Ben Simmons. Look up when Ben Simmons won Rookie of the Year, compared to how many years he was in the league. Ben Simmons should not have won Rookie of the Year, by but the way. he did. Oh my God, Nate! You. Oh my God, he didn't play. He did not play a single game his first year. 
then the year he won rookie of the year was his first time playing an NBA game. That is completely different from James Wiseman. James, but James Wiseman played like three. He played 40. Okay. Over four years, that's 10 games. No, he played 40 games his first year. In that's the G half League. the season. In the G no, League. no, just in, in the In NBA. the G League. How many games did he start is the real question. 27. Okay, he didn't even start more than half. He should be oh up for Oh, my God, this is ridiculous. James Wiseman is this 21 is years old. James Wiseman is 21 years old, and he all should right, be up for right, Rookie of the Year. we got to move on to something else. He's, he should be winning Rookie of the Year. Okay, no, please stop. <laughs> okay. Um, Can we talk about the revival of James Wiseman No. in Detroit? i got to talk about the Orioles The next quick. Ben on. Wallace? Stop it. James Wiseman? Stop it. We just got the lights cut out on us. Yeah. I think it's a sign of things to come. It's a gothic element. Yeah, this is a gothic it's a gothic scenario we're in right now. Yeah. What up, Where's Jane, Jane Eyre at? at? Where's she at? Rochester? <laughs> What's up, big dog? Oh shoot, you can't see us. Because yeah. you're blind. Yeah, where's Bertha? It's not good. I don't even <laughs> Anyway. Orioles, right. what are you talking about with the O's? Uh, you know. We just got to talk about opening day. It was on Thursday. We're never at home on actual opening day. This is true. So the Orioles have finally, they have uh, they have their 26-man roster, so I'm just going to read it out here. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, they're down to... Hold on, can I guess? Can I guess the positions? Okay, do you want to do what... Do you want to do all of them, or how are you going to do this? Uh, well, I know Rutschman. I'm just going to go around the diamond. Like, right. I won't go all the relievers, obviously. But I know they sent Grayson Rodriguez down... That's big news. To Triple yeah. A, which I felt like was, I mean, I I, I trust them. I yeah. trust them. All right. Yeah, catcher. We got Rutch. We got Adley. Big Ad. Of course. Who do we sign? Okay, I'm already done because I don't even know our backup catcher. All right. So Who's catchers. Um, we have Adley Rutschman, of course. I can name probably all the starters. And then backup is going to be James McCann, who we traded for. Oh, right from the Mets. From the Mets. Um, I think he's starting on the injured list though, so it's that's gonna... that's not good. Yeah. And Anytime then, I think about a backup catcher, I always just think about Austin wins. <laughs> for whatever reason. Wow. First base? First we got base. Mountcastle? Of course. That's our only first baseman. Only first baseman on the entire roster. Well, we have a guy that can play first base, yeah. Adley Rutschman. Yeah. And then uh, there's two guys in this that are listed as utility. So Taryn Vavra oh, yeah, can play yeah. first base. Vavra. And then didn't we just acquire somebody that's a utility guy? The two guys they have as utility are Ramon Urias and Taron Vavra. Oh, okay. Never mind. The second base is the guy you're, you're thinking oh. of as a utility guy. Oh, what's his name? Tell me his name. Starts with an A. Last name or First name starts with an A, last name starts with an F. Dude, tell me. Uh, Adam Frazier. Was that who you're thinking of? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, Adam Frazier at second, and then shortstop. Oh, it's Jorge. Yep, Jorge Mateo. And then what, about, what about Gunner? Is Gunner playing third? Gunner's oh, gonna play I, third. I, yeah. I, he he. Wait, did he come out of college as a shortstop? Is he always been a third baseman? Um, shortstop. And then he just okay. So we got the next Machado at third. Yeah. Uh, then the outfield. Do we have any like notable backups in the infield? Ramon Arias and Taron Vavra are kind I guess, of our big yeah. outfield uh, backups. Then outfield. Um, I'll just say these. Austin, you got Austin Hayes in left, Cedric Mullins in center. It's classic. Santander in right. That's classic. Santander's going to win MVP. Okay. He's going to win MVP. And then we have Kyle Stowers and Ryan McKenna on the bench. That's uh, clutch. Right. 
And, so then, the, and then Kyle Gibson is our uh, opening Kyle day Gibson starter. Kyle Gibson is our opening day starter. Big dub. Then that is indeed a big W. Dean Kramer will be our will be taking the bump on. The new. I guess that will be Saturday because we don't play on Friday. That'll be cute. Pro- prove it year for Dean Kramer here. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Cole Irvin, who we acquired from the Athletics. Never heard of him. Kyle Bradish and Tyler Wells, as, as oh. Nate already said. Grayson Rodriguez, shockingly, did not make really? the team out I, of camp. Tyler Wells above Grayson Rodriguez kind of seems a little suspect. Yeah. And is DL, DL Hall, is he hurt still? Yeah, or uh, no, he just came back, but he's going to be in AAA as well. Okay, I, I guess that's fine. Don't You don't need to rush it. Yeah. And then in our pen. Michael Givens, bro. Michael, Michael Givens, Givens is back. Michael Givens is hurt, unfortunately. Dang it. Same with Dylan Tate, so they're going to start the year on the IL. Um, so that opens. What days? How many days on the IL? Just Dylan Tate IL? is in likely to return until May. Um, we're not sure about Michael Givens, but I think it's less extreme. I'm actually hyped for opening day. Yeah, I'm really excited for opening day for the first time in a while. Then our relief pitchers. Um, we have Felix Bautista obviously closing. Oh, yeah. We have CNL Perez, our lefty setup man, uh, Brian Baker, Austin Voth, Keegan Aiken, Joey Crable, Mike Bauman. And Keegan then, Aiken played really well last year. He was very good last year in, like, the long relief Yeah, because role. they had him starting. Yeah. And he would just get torched on that third at bat. When the hitters would come up their third time, they would yeah. just figure him out. So putting him in that long reliever role, I think, really helped him yeah. out. Yeah. Instead of, you know, six innings, it's only, you know, three, three to four. Yeah. Right, and that's that's really kind of where we stand. But I'm actually, it seems like we're both very excited for opening day, which I'm is really something excited. that cannot yeah. be said, or it has not been said, especially last year. I was not thinking. Well, I'm really excited for what's his face. Uh, what's his, is it? Colton. Colton Kowser. He had yeah. a great spring training. I think he had like what ten bombs. A bunch of the, a bunch of our prospects really were fantastic in spring training. So that's also really exciting, kind of. Well, clearly not. Um, clearly not. Grayson Rodriguez was not great. Yeah. <laughs> clearly not Grayson Rodriguez. He wasn't. He wasn't great. Which is suspect. Yeah, it's not. It's not super promising. So we'll see. Did uh? Do you know how what's his face played? Our first round pick from the COVID year. Heston Kerstad. Yeah. Yeah, Heston Kerstad is one of the bigger stories of spring training. Really? Yeah, he was. He was legit one of our best hitters. Like he was. Was he, he was crazy, it? yeah. He was hitting, he hit like, he was almost, I think you want to say he was hitting like 380, almost 400 with a couple jacks. He was, he was going crazy. I wonder Do you know if, where he? Yeah, here's the stats. I would, he, he hit 381, he had four homers and nine RBIs and only 42 at-bats. <laughs> so basically once every 10 at-bats, he was just hitting an absolute nuke. Um, yeah, so, so wait, he was. So that le- puts him on pace for like. How many at-bats does a player get per season if you're a starter? Like 400, 500 probably. Bro, he's going to have like 80 home runs. Yeah, he was just going to go pace. crazy. Um, Where is he, double-A or triple-A now? He's going to start the year in double-A, but I'd expect him to finish the year in triple-A. And double-A is Bowie, right? Yep. That's Bowie, and then he'll go up to Norfolk. Yep. Hopefully. Um, and then who, what other prospects? We got oh, a obviously, our one this year. Jackson Holiday, Holiday. Jackson Holiday. He also he played a little bit in spring training and actually looked good. And then there's a couple other um, middle infield guys. We got guys like Connor Norby, Joey Ortiz, Jordan Westberg, all guys that are going to start the year in AAA. 
Our AAA is going to be nasty. Our AAA is actually going to be nuts because you got guys. You're going to have Dale Hall and Grayson Rodriguez in the rotation. You're going to have Colton Kowser in the outfield. You're going to have um, then you're going to have Connor Norby, Joey Ortiz, and uh, Jordan Westberg in the infield. It's going to be nuts. The Orioles are looking very promising for years to come. I know Ben said, "What do you say, 2025?" 2025 World Series. We'll see. He said well, Super Bowl at first. It. That didn't make sense. <laughs> think, so, of, think about the depth we're going to have like next year. Yeah. If Jorge plays like he played last year, uh, maybe get the average up a little bit. But in, term, in terms of like uh, bags and, and just def- defensive production, right? if he keeps that up, I mean, I don't really see him ever. I mean, not ever, but I mean like in the foreseeable future, I don't see him ever losing his spot. Maybe like I see him as long term starter if he can continue on this path. Obviously Gunner's a freak athlete. Um Mount Castle's gonna be consistently solid. Yeah, I know. Knock on wood. Hopefully. Santander is just gonna go out there and get you like twenty five to thirty jacks at least a year. Seti, let's hope for a better year than last year. Bounce back here. But we've seen what he's capable of. Um, and his defense is just really good. Like, he's just yeah, really good. Definitely. And then Austin Hayes, like, our outfield's legit. We can Def- say that. Agreed. Our outfield's legit. Obviously, our weakest defender is Santander, but even he's been working on it. Yeah, and he kind of makes up for it with the bat. Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen in the World Baseball Classic, um, he was worked a lot in the out, in the offseason on his defense, and he they said he's really improved defensively. So That's good, yeah. So we'll see that, and then obviously Rutschman's going to hold down this entire front. Um, yeah, and we'll see how our offense produces um, with with the shift, with the restrictions on the shift. Yeah, that'll be fun or interesting to see. But the offense is definitely going to have to carry, uh, you know, most of the load on production wise because I think rotation, our pitching, yeah. our rotation, even weak. our bullpen is pretty good, but our rotation's kind of. It's still not super strong. I think they were banking on Grayson Rodriguez to make the team, and I don't think. Yeah, it seems like from what Michael Elias said, it was that. Obviously, he didn't come out and say this, but what he kind of said, it seemed like, or at least implied, that you know he had basically all the opportunities to make the team. He just didn't produce well enough to, you know, get that opportunity. And I, obviously, they weren't banking on D.L. Hall being hurt. I mean, he's been hurt a lot. Yeah, so that's not a good sign. Yeah. But anyway. We're a little bit over our mark. Um, Sorry, so, so we're going to get off now. Um, we're in the dark. Yeah, we're, we got shut off, basically. And um, we'll see you guys next week. Um, stay classy, Cardinals. Yeah, yeah.